welcome to surviving on wine and cuss words my name is emily and i am charlotte um and we are back again yes um before we get started just a quick trigger warning for discussions of sexual assault and abuse here in the national sexual assault awareness month it's also child abuse awareness Awareness month Month. well happy april yeah Happy Even though April. it's the almost almost <laughs> the end of April, it's April seventeenth. Well, we still Goodness. we're gonna harp on the fact that we have these crazy busy schedules, and mm-hmm. you fit me in today. Even though you're super tired, I am. I am super very tired. tired. <laughs> I'm super tired. This is my one day a week off where I do everything. Mm-hmm. Laundry's going right now, so if we have to stop and take a break, maybe we can move to the laundry room, and I can fold my laundry. While yeah. I won't do that. We can get your basket and get just my throw basket it up here. in here and start folding <laughs> while we talk. I mean, that's the way natural conversations happen anyway. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, how have you been? Oh, uh, you know, um, just working a whole lot. Um, Me too. Hanging out with friends whenever I'm not at work. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been doing better. Good. Been feeling better. I think I'm getting. You know, more used to my job and more comfortable in my role. And that's helping me feel a little bit better on my off days. I'm kind of learning to let go of some of it and that's important. turn it off. I know one of the nurses, I was kind of talking about everything that had happened last night. One of the nurses was like, you gotta, you gotta leave it at the door. Mm-hmm. It's like, I know, I know, I know. You learn to, I've learned to over the years. I had a change in medication in the last couple weeks you always talk about take your meds yeah take your meds and (laughs) i'm still trying to get used to that mental health Mm -hmm. it's it's top priority right gotta take care of me Uh i think it's gonna be a good one it's easy uh, to forget yeah i wasn't feeling the best on the old versions so we're trying some new ones good Mm -hmm. well we'll see how that I think I'm you all know, right. Makes you feel. Mm-hmm. I feel good. A little dry mouth. But I have wine. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Not that that's going to help I in know the long I... run, but I drink so much water now. I know. I've got coffee. So much water. Because you just got up and I'm winding down for my day and get to do it all again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Start all over. Fabulous work. I'd rather be working than not working, though. I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Well, I mean, I would rather have the money to not have to work. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, well, I guess wouldn't we all? Yeah, here we are. Mm-hmm. Working and trying to work everything else in. Mm-hmm. So, how's so, Robert doing? You know, Rob's good. Good. Yeah, about to graduate college. With, about to graduate college. With his bachelor's degree. So, mm-hmm. we're super excited. Mm-hmm. I think a couple weeks from now. We're going to graduate, we're going to go to the beach, we're going to have a good time. You know, people talk about having lawyers in the family and doctors in the family. I'm just super excited. We're going to have a mental health professional in the family. (laughs) We have a nurse and a mental health professional. Yeah. That's kind of what this family (laughs) needs, I think. We have no need for a lawyer and a doctor. Eh. Yeah, who needs them? We can can do without it. We have a nurse. We're good. (laughs) And now we have somebody mental health professional yeah so i'm happy about that yeah and just uh graduate school's next oh gosh (laughs) i know (sighs) oh 
Well, you yeah. know, if it's the path, it's the path. That's, uh-huh. that's what we do. Yeah, because he's got to get his counselor license mm-hmm. to officially, you know, help you. Help well, you out, you know. He can practice on me on the way <laughs> on the way there. On the way in. I'll be his guinea pig. I'll okay. be there for him. Okay, so um, today we're going to start with a survivor story, which mm-hmm. is going to lead us into our main topic today. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't read this email. Mom's going to read it to me, and then we're going to talk about one of the questions that this email asks. Mm-hmm. Okay. It says, hey, Charlotte and Emily. I want to start by saying that I love your podcast. It has really helped me to understand why I feel the way I do sometimes. I heard about you from the listener tale on Morbid, which I'd love to hear about. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad. I'm I'm still glad that happens. Also, before I start my story, I really think you two ladies should do a collaboration episode with the Morbid Girls. That would be cool. (laughs) We could fly up to Boston and do Um, that. I mean, you know. I don't know how we we could meld. I think the their two podcast together. may be a little bit bigger than ours. Maybe just a maybe hair. just a hair bigger, <laughs> but you know, who knows? Who knows? You know, we 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 could we could come up with true crime, morbid, with this too. You know, but that's just kind of not their shtick. Okay, I have changed all names in my story, so we're good here. Okay. All names have been changed. Okay, so my story goes like this. When I was 14, I was spending the night with my... I was spending the night at my aunt's house, and she took everyone that worked for her out for a Christmas party. When she returned with her boyfriend, Jim, and her roommate, we will call him Shithead, Mm. they told me that she was going to stay at Jim's house, and I would stay at her house with Shithead. Now, this wasn't too alarming because... He had been friends with my parents and my aunt for a while. Mm. I was young and didn't really think that someone so evil could look so normal. That's a big, that's a big thing. It happens sometimes. Right. After my aunt and her boyfriend left, Shithead said, how about we go get some pizza? And he wanted to pick up some things. Mm. I said, sure. So we went and got pizza, and he stopped at the gas station to pick up some things. I didn't know till we got back that he had picked up some alcohol. Fourteen. Okay. He asked me if I had ever drank before, and I said no. He then told me that he would make us up some screwdrivers, still being an immature 14... Oh, make up some screwdrivers, still being an immature 14-year old, straight male, I thought it was cool to have an older friend that would treat me like an adult and give me alcohol. Mm -hmm. After a few drinks, I started to feel the effects of the drinks. He then told me that he had some straight porn that he thought I would like. I told him that I thought it was weird, but he told me that there was nothing weird about it and we were just two guys hanging out. He then took advantage of me and said he was doing it as a favor for me. Mm. I felt so much shame and regret after that night. Now, I won't go into every single detail of that time, but there was definitely grooming that went on. He bought me a cell phone and other gifts and kept reminding me that I didn't want to get in trouble for drinking, and I also didn't want to get him in trouble. Mm -hmm. This went on for some years. Looking back now, after 21 years and a lot of research, I now know that 
what went on was not okay and that shithead was a predator. Right. I recently tried to get into therapy, but the area that I live in, counselors are not available. Mm -hmm. I tried to do online counseling, but instantly didn't like it because the counselor always seemed like he had something better to do and he looked similar to shithead. Mm. That's always a bad thing too. I mean, it happens, but... I know this has been a lot, and if you're still reading, thank you. Your podcast really has helped me to not feel so alone on this journey. I would love to get Emily's point of view on how to tell my wife and parents this story. I'm definitely not great at writing, so thanks for reading. I would love if my story made it to the podcast, but if it doesn't feel a lot better, just fine. But if it doesn't, I feel a lot better just finally telling someone about it. Yeah. I really am jealous of the relationship you two have, and I hope nothing but the best for you. And that's the question. First of all, I'm very, very sorry for what happened to you, and you are completely correct in what you know now that that person, shithead, was a predator. Right. Was a predator. Yeah. Um, A predator in, in, in... one of the worst senses in that he did something that in the beginning you thought was cool and it was just going to be your little secret and he gave you alcohol and then took advantage of the state that you were in with the alcohol and then kept on Mm. by saying, well, you know, if you tell somebody you're the one that's going to get in trouble because you're the one that drank alcohol. Right. And that, that's a, that is a shithead. You appropriately named this person. Yeah. But um, I commend you for writing it down. I commend you for asking the question. And, you know, the fact that you want to let other people in on it is a great yeah. step. Um, you know, because you can deal with so much on your own. Yeah. You, you can. I mean, there are things that you can deal with on your own. But when you want to tell somebody, if you don't. I feel like it just builds and builds and builds, which is what happened to me. And I'll tell that later. I responded to this email with that particular story. And that's not great either. Right. If you want to tell somebody. So not that either of our stories for disclosure of anything are perfect, but his question is, how would you go about from your experience or anything that you've taken from your experience telling his wife and parents about this 21 years later right so I think um I you know I've just got my personal experience I'm obviously not a mental health professional but I think it's important to talk to people who you know love you and support you and mm-hmm. who will be by your side no matter what. No matter what. Definitely. I would definitely tell your wife because that's something you should be open on talking about in it a is- romantic and sexual relationship. So, um, because if it's not affecting your romantic and sexual relationship, I feel like it it will Eventually, right. especially if you're thinking about it now the way you're thinking about it. And they deserve to know. Well, if you're in the area where you want to tell them, right. sure. Um, so I guess my advice would be just to um, be honest. 
to tell as much as you um, want to tell. Um, Something that's really important about disclosure that we have kind of discussed a little bit on the podcast is that people are not always going to react the way you think that they're going to react. People don't always have appropriate reactions um, and you can't let that affect your healing. Mm-hmm. Um, and also in the book that I referenced a couple episodes ago, um, how long will it hurt? Mm-hmm. There was that give them a minute because they may not initially have the reaction mm-hmm. you expect, but they may take five minutes, 10 minutes, 24 hours and think about everything because you've, you've given them this huge piece of information and then come into the way you expected them to react. Mm -hmm. Give them a minute. I would think that too. Right. Um, And I think, I mean, I know, I don't know the perfect way at all, but I think one of the hardest parts of telling someone something like this is when. Because you think, you know, you're in a good mood, you've, you've gone on a date and you've had a date night and you're sitting at home and you're both happy and you're talking and you think, I want to tell them, and this is a great time to do it. But who wants to bring that up when you're in a good place? Right. And then, well, if it's not that, you know, it, it, finding the time is probably going to be difficult. Um, Reading from our book of uh, The Courage to Heal by Elaine Bass and Laura Davis, uh, they do have a chapter called Breaking the Silence. Um, It is super important to acknowledge that you were silenced. Mm -hmm. You know, you with threats. You did acknowledge that in your email. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely just give yourself some grace for not having said anything to this point because it you were put in a position mm-hmm. to be silenced and you've spent 21 years coping with that silence. So you do deserve the grace. Like Emily said, give yourself that break. Um, another thing is once you tell somebody it's like jumping off a bridge, mm-hmm. it's just very transformative. It happens very quickly. It's like toothpaste out of a you can't put it you back can't in. put it back in. Mm-hmm. It's something that's important to tell people that you love, but it is something that's really hard to tell people that you love, um, and it's hard to get out. It's hard to like physically get the words out. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to and and understand that it starts this process of healing that may not feel very good at the beginning. Um, So like I said, telling is not always easy. It's super hard to uh, just get the words out. I remember personally when I was trying to disclose, it's just like my mouth was like stuck. Mm -hmm. It's like there's just no way that I can say this in words. And you've already taken a step by putting it in writing. That's already like such a huge acknowledgement. And you know... It's for a modern age kind of thing, and it's not anything that I have any experience with, uh, nor you, Emily, but it could very well be where you 
sit your spouse down and say, listen to this podcast. What do you think about it? And then, you know, in the end, I'm the one that wrote that. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's a, that's a way where you don't have to say the words. Yeah. You know, you've said them, you've typed them, you've sent them, and now they're out. And it's, it's a way kind of to tiptoe into it, maybe. Because in the beginning, they're not going to know who it is. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just one suggestion. I know there are, there are ways that I would not recommend going about it, which is kind of the way I went about it with, with my husband and Emily. I still kind of, I mean, I, I will never feel bad and I will never regret I, I I say hounding you, but just sitting with you and, and holding you and watching you cry and just please tell me, please tell me what's wrong, what's wrong. I kind of feel bad when I hear these things that, that you talk about, let them do it on their own time. Mm-hmm. Like I pressured yeah. you into doing it. I'll never regret it because you did it and we move forward. But, you know, is there a better way? Right. You know? Um. Another important thing about disclosure is who you choose to tell. Obviously, like a therapist or a therapy support group would be a great place to disclose. You said you've not had really good luck with therapists. Um, But it's also super important to tell your partner and tell close friends um, because they can begin to understand why you might be angry, upset, or preoccupied, or maybe even want to be alone. Um, The book here says your friends need to understand why you may not trust them readily. Your lover needs to understand why you may have difficulties with sex or or why you may cling or withdraw. There are lots of work involved in building healthy relationships and you need the people in your life as allies. Although it may not be necessary or appropriate to tell every single person you meet, it is important to share with the people you want to be close with. So it's just important for giving for developing deeper relationships to tell those people that you want to be close with so that they can, they can be your support person and understand a little bit about some of the ways that you act sometimes. I mean, they may be curious, you know, why, why every time we hear this song, do they get upset or, you know, every time I suggest, chicken they get mad you know it it, there if it's a secret it's a secret and i am a firm believer that the only secrets in the world that should be kept are surprise parties if it's a secret it's it's hurting someone Mm -hmm. if it's not hurting you it's hurting someone right secrets are not good um so you just really need to be mindful about the person that you choose to tell and there's some really important questions to ask yourself about the person that you are disclosing to. Um, does this person care and respect for me? Like, have respect for me. Does this person have my well-being in mind? Is this someone I'm able to share my feelings with? Do I trust this person? Do I usually feel safe with this person? Is this person reasonably comfortable talking about personal issues? And if all of that is true then you are in a safe environment to disclose your abuse at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about just finding people who love and care for you. Um, something that does come up when you tell people 
is, like I said, it's toothpaste. Um, and it may feel like a mistake initially. Mm-hmm. So you may, um, some things that you want to ask yourself, um, when you disclose sexual abuse is, um, what motive, what motivated me to tell this person? Mm-hmm. Do I do my best to assess the relationship beforehand? Might have I gotten a better response if I told earlier in the relationship or after I'd gotten to know the person better first? Did I choose a time that was conductive for deep conversations? Were there red flags I was ignoring? Was there a point I should have stopped the conversation but instead I continued hoping things would improve? What can I learn from this experience? That's as a, that's if you feel like you had a bad experience disclosing to, to somebody else. Right. Like, why was it bad? Why do you know? Because what I did, I would think falls in that category. And that was after just a, a really shitty day, I came home one night and I was in the bath and I was crying because whatever happened just had all these memories in my head and Bo kept asking me what's wrong what's wrong what's wrong mm-hmm. well this is the time where I'm upset I'm crying I am I've had a crappy day and I'm stressed and then all of a sudden I just blurred out just blurted out mm-hmm. which he wasn't prepared for right I wasn't prepared for because I'm in the bathtub and you know it it's like, okay, it's out now, mm-hmm. God, and then you feel bad. Because he it wasn't feels the right bad, time, yeah. You know, I mean, so it was out there, and, and that, that I wouldn't suggest, I would never suggest it being under duress. Mm-hmm. You know, just try to relax and calm yourself and do it the next, you know, say, hey, we'll talk tomorrow, but right now is just not the best time. Mm-hmm. Just hold me. Yeah. Or, or hug me, or whatever i wouldn't i would not ever suggest that um it says ultimately if you carefully choose the right person on the basis of your best knowledge and instincts no one's response is ever completely predictable taking stock of what you might have done differently can teach you valuable lessons but it's equally important not to take responsibility for someone else's reactions Mm -hmm. if the person you confided in didn't listen well or respond respectfully that's the other person's shortcoming and not yours. And that's kind of back to what I was saying. People are not always going to react how you think that they're going to react. And that's just, don't blame that. Don't take that onto yourself. Obviously, you know, assess the situation. Make sure it's a time mm-hmm. that's appropriate to tell. And that it's somebody that you respect and respects you. But again, mm-hmm. you know, things don't always happen the way that you think they will. You just have to do your best and understand that that doesn't come back on you. Right. And no matter how you decide, when you decide, who you decide to tell, telling is telling in and of itself is never a negative thing. Mm-hmm. You know, how you did it, when you did it, to who you did it. You know, those are things that you might change in the future. But the fact that you're saying it is never a negative thing right you know it's it's that's your healing journey that's your time to tell what happened to you i know there were times like you said 
in the beginning, the, the more you tell it, almost the easier it gets. Because in the very beginning, when I was having to tell people at work, particularly because our head really has to be in work at work, you know? And so there were people that needed to know, I've got this going on in my life at home. Mm-hmm. And trying to tell them, I, I was just like, like I couldn't get the words out. I couldn't. I I just couldn't get them out. And now I can talk about it here. I can talk about it on the podcast. I can talk about it. It's a matter of fact, and it's a matter of something that is out there. We're not ashamed of it, you know. It's it's part of healing, and it just gets easier. You never forget, but right. it just gets easier to talk about. Another thing that's important with the purpose of disclosure is kind of what your goals of healing are. Um, mm-hmm. So you might want to ask yourself, what is my priority in my healing process right now? Um, will a truth-telling conversation help me meet these goals? Why or why not? Whom do I want to talk to and why? Mm-hmm. What do I hope to gain from this encounter and what are my motives? Right? right. Are my expectations realistic? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Is there is my expectations for their reaction or what's going to happen after realistic? Mm-hmm. What are my risks involved and am I willing to take those risks? Mm-hmm. Obviously, in this situation, so much time has passed, there's not as much risk, but, you know... Um, well, there's always risk. Right. I mean, I think who you choose to tell and when is completely up to you. But like myself, my parents in their 70s, there are a couple things I will never say. I'll go to my grave that they will never hear because what's the motivation? What right. do they need to know? Yeah. They what, don't need to know. Is that? And it's not going to help me right. feel better because those two people know, you mm-hmm. know, you've really got to examine why. Yeah. And if it's because you don't want to be the only one who has it, has the knowledge, because that's that's a hard and heavy burden to carry, that you're the only one other than the perpetrator who has the knowledge that this happened, and you do want to share it with someone that loves you and cares for you and, and has your well-being in their heart, that's a completely valid motivation and reason to want to tell them. Right. But if it serves no purpose, make sure it's a motivation that serves purpose for you. Right. Uh, Another question to ask yourself is, can I realistically imagine both the worst and best possible outcomes and can I live with either one? Yeah, that's it. So just, I mean, I'm not saying that this person is, is this way at, at all, but If I were telling my spouse, you'd have to imagine open, loving arms and a feeling of a weight lifted off of you. And, oh my God, that's just horrible. And I can't ever live with you. I can't ever look at you again. You have have to to imagine imagine both both scenarios and and live with both. Right, because that, you never know what would happen. You wouldn't, you don't want to imagine that that would happen, but people are, people are different. People are weird. And like I said, that's not you, that's their shortcomings, but that's still something that you have to be prepared for and have to live with. Um, 
Another question that you can ask is, am I stable and grounded enough to handle whatever reaction I get? Right. It's not the time to disclose if you are just trying to accept that the abuse happened yourself. That's your journey. yeah. Yeah, that's your time. Although disclosure really helps with that internal healing journey Mm -hmm. you know it's not always the best thing for your healing when you um disclose uh for example when i disclosed i had a particular person like ask me well did he really rape you Mm -hmm. or was it just you know you were underage you know um and this just was something that i didn't need at that time yeah. Thinking back on it now, no. you know, and that's what you have to be prepared for. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's still complete, completely valid motivation. If you want to tell this person because it's going to help you, then you have accepted that, that you'll deal with whatever their reaction is, no matter what, mm-hmm. because if it's for you, that's your goal. If it's for them, for letting them in on your disclosure, then your motivation is for them and you have to, you have to analyze how they'll react and is it worth telling them? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm never, never going to say don't disclose. Right. Just find what's motivating you first and, and what you expect on the outcome. Um. So let's say that you have accepted the best and the worst outcome and you have decided to um, disclose. Uh, Something that can be helpful is to make a plan. Mm -hmm. To think about what you're going to say. Write it down. Mm -hmm. Think about the different ways they can react. You know, kind of role play in your head and be prepared. Um, in that way, it can kind of take some of the scariness away. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you write it down, you know, you could even write it down and hand it across the table. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's many, many ways to do it. It doesn't have to be spoken. Mm-hmm. But when you're ready to do it, your choice of how to do it is is ultimately on you. Right. You know, and we're here as that outlet as well. You know, people can tell us because sometimes it feels better. Like you said in the email, it feels better. Just the fact that you've said it here at all. Yeah. Just the fact that you've said it here is a giant leap. So we're there. We're that outlet as well. But, um, you know, when you choose to tell somebody else, you're going to have to have to be prepared to accept what happens you don't it doesn't really matter how we react because we are not in your life every day mm-hmm. we are you know a couple of people surviving on wine and cuss words and trying to help a few people along the way you know we're what we think doesn't matter but someone close to you it i mean it it's going to matter to you how they react right This author said, I'm really glad I told my parents. It was one of the most unpleasant things I've ever done in my life. But the freedom of telling the truth to the people who abused you is really amazing. Um, It feels rotten before you do it. It feels rotten while you're doing it. And it feels rotten after you've done it. But at least it's not hanging over your head anymore. Yeah. The weight lifted. 
I, yeah. you know, I just feel like is is such a cathartic experience. You know, when you when you have this thing that's really weighing on you, and you're able to tell someone that you love, and that loves you, it it it's life changing, life changing. You get that weight off of you, and you physically feel better. Yeah. So I mean, I encourage it in any way, shape, form, or fashion, except for that whole blurting out in a in a rage. But um, you know, it it. It was out. It's out now. And, and so, yeah, I wouldn't have done it the same way, but I did it. So making some of these choices, you were already, already headed down the path because you're already thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a great thing. You're doing exactly what this book suggests. You're thinking about how to do it. You're thinking about when to do it, where to do it. You've decided who you want. You said you wanted your spouse and you wanted your parents. You've decided who you want to tell. And, and, you know, you're already down the path of exactly what these experts are saying in the book. Another thing I would like to just say, um, you don't always have to disclose. If it doesn't feel right, don't allow yourself to be pressured and don't pressure yourself into a discussion about the abuse um, with your abuser or family members. You can heal without it. You can. You can. Absolutely. Um, my, my push for people to disclose is when they are really, really holding on to something that they can't cope with on their own, mm-hmm. that they need help. There are some... You know, there are things, like I said, I will hold inside for the rest of my life because it serves no purpose Mm -hmm. to let anyone know. It just serves no purpose. Not for me. I'm fine and have moved on. And there's no good reason to ever say anything. Yeah. You know, so I don't. And that's my choice. Yeah. That's my choice. It's all about your goals of healing. But again, you know... Just making sure that you have people who love and support you. Mm-hmm. That you are prepared for any reaction. Right. That you go through and go through the scenario in your head to prepare. That mm-hmm. it is an appropriate time to disclose the abuse. Yeah. And that you understand that their reaction is unpredictable. And it doesn't. And, and it's not because of and you. And it's got nothing to do with you. It's their reaction yeah and and still i you know i i'm so sorry that you went through what you went through and that you've dealt with it all these years but you sound like already you're you're in a place where you didn't need much of our help you know and i heard today when you ask somebody for their opinion or you want to get their um okay on something or or their push for something that that some people see that as weak like you can't just make a decision you're not but it's like being in a wolf pack sorry i hit the microphone like being in a wolf pack the wolves could kill each other and all sorts of wild animals around them they are killers right but they still nuzzle each other 
love each other. They look for acceptance from each other. So it's okay to look for acceptance from us. Looking at your email, I feel like you are right where you need to be and you didn't need us to say, here's how to do it. You know, yeah. you're, you're going down the path of actually doing it, but you ask for that. And we're telling you, you're in a great place, a great, you've got a great mindset from everything I read, a great mindset of where you're going. Right. Figure out the motivation, mm-hmm. figure out the time, practice it. Yeah. Practice makes perfect. You say it a hundred times and I promise you it'll be easier to come yeah. out. So, and it also, like I said, starts in, um, like an internal mm-hmm. transformation mm-hmm. in a way. And you've been working on that already, right. you know, with yourself, let your loved ones in, mm-hmm. go for it. Yeah. I'd love to hear back from you yeah. afterwards. I really would yeah, love would to wonderful. follow up on this when you do it and, and kind of give us your perspective of how it happened. Were you happy you did it? Did it turn out the way you thought it would turn out? Yeah. And that can further go on to help other people who ha- have the same question. Right. You know, ultimately the, 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 the best thing about this podcast and the thing I keep hearing are you have no idea how many people you're helping and we may never hear from any of them. And you may think, you will never help anyone, but I guarantee you someone out there was listening to this email that you wrote today and wanted the same question answered. Right. So you've helped someone else, if not multiple someone else's. Yeah, just by telling your story. And that's another reason to disclose, you know, mm-hmm. it's all about your goals of healing. Right. Making sure you have people around you that love and support you. Mm-hmm. Being willing to accept both negative and positive reactions. Yep. I think, uh, I think that's a, just a shitload of good advice. Yeah. I think, um, albeit we had good and bad experiences with disclosure, mm-hmm. you know, take our negative, take our positive and go for it. Yeah. But I would love to hear back after to see how yeah. it turned out. I really would. Even even if it's not something you want read on the podcast, I want to hear back from it personally. And yeah. I'll tell Emily and we'll just discuss it on our own. One of our walks that we like to take sometimes yeah. to get some. I hope that your partner reacts in a way that is loving and supporting. Absolutely. Um, I hope that it makes things more transparent in your relationship because that's what the goal is Mm -hmm. to get to help and let someone else help you carry this. Right. Cause it's heavy. Someone who loves you. Mm -hmm. Um, and just acknowledge and to help start that healing journey of true acknowledgement that it wasn't your fault. You know, if this Mm -hmm. is someone who really loves you, I hope that they would react in a way that it's not your fault. And I'm sorry that that happened to you. Mm -hmm. And I love you regardless. And I'm here to support you. That's right. And And that's all survivors ever want. Yeah. I mean, we wish you the absolute best in whatever decision you make. Mm -hmm. And whatever decision you make is the right one. 
Right. You know, no matter how it turns out, because it's what you ultimately decided to do. And this healing journey is about you. I guess the only other thing we didn't really touch on is possible consequences. I know you had mentioned this being a friend of an aunt, so possibly friend of a family, friend of the family. Um, 21 years ago. So so there could be unexpected negative consequences when disclosing to your family about Mm -hmm. this. And that goes back to prepare for the best reaction and prepare for the worst reaction. Mm -hmm. Because especially, you know, I I don't think it would affect your partner as much, but family that might know the abuser, um, that's when you kind of get into, you know, well, what are my goals Mm -hmm. for telling? You know, if I want to be loved and supported, are these people, you know, going to react in that way? Mm Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and if they're not, fucking... Don't tell them. Yeah, yeah like, I mean, because it's, it's, it's yours to tell. If it's not going to help you, what's the point? Right. Then don't. Absolutely. You don't have to go telling literally everybody. Mm-mm. It is about what you need. It's about making it real. And it's about telling people who support you. And if you feel like your parents, when you tell them, are not going to support you or are going to ask unnecessary questions, you don't have to tell them. Mm-mm. You don't have to tell them at all. Yeah. It's not a requirement. Yeah. It's what you need for healing. Right. Absolutely. And we we wish you the best. Yeah. We do. And is there anything else you want to add, Emily? I don't. I think that's all I have. I really hope. I really, really, really am just thinking about you. Um, I hope that when you disclose that you feel like a weight's lifted and that things do go well. Um, but just to understand and make sure that you are in a headspace to handle any reaction that you get from anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, prepare. Think about what you want to say. Write it down. Mm-hmm. You know. And good luck. And and we look forward to hearing back from you. Yeah. We really do. And anybody else who's thinking about this. Who thinks about it or anybody else who wants to write in. Surviving on wine and cuss words at gmail.com. Surviving on wine and cuss words.com. There's a website, there's an Instagram, there's email, P.O. box. Yeah. Write it down on a physical mail letter it. and mail, mail it. it. You, you know, know, whatever, you know? We, we are here to listen to your story. And if we are the first step, I am proud that we make you feel comfortable enough to tell us your to practice on us mm-hmm. tell us your story and practice on us because you will get no judgment yeah you might get a few cuss words and a few shitheads and a few uh you know that was really shitty and and we love you and and we're sorry you went through that yeah. but um you'll get no judgment from us no matter how you tell us mm-hmm. or no matter what the story contains none at all so we want everyone to feel that way right so email us write us i won't say call us accidentally like i did a couple weeks ago (laughs) call us just ring a ding on the phone thank you guys so much for listening um if you listen to this whole episode i hope that this helps you or helps someone that you love Again, we do have our YouTube, our podcast, our website, our email, our P.O. box. You know, get in touch with us. Yes. Um, 
And we hope you just have a wonderful couple of weeks. We hope to make another episode soon, soon. but our schedule's kind of all over the place. And I am absolutely just adoring listening to these um, survivor stories. I'm sorry mm-hmm. that it happened to you, but it's so um, cathartic for me mm-hmm. to even just listen to these stories, even after I've disclosed all these years later. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really healing. It's really helpful. So thank you guys. Um, Thank you for listening, and we'll see you, or you'll hear from us next time. Again soon. (laughs) Bye. All right, guys. Bye.